I am New York City-based psychotherapist Nikita Banks, a licensed clinical social worker, and I am your host of the Black Therapist Podcast, formerly Black in Therapy. The Black Therapist Podcast is a place where we will discuss the unique issues people of color face when dealing with mental health issues and mental health diagnosis. You can listen to our show on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. You can follow us on Instagram, the Black Therapist Podcast, or you can hit us up on our website and sign up for our mailing list at blacktherapistpodcast.com. Also, on our website, you can find the links to our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages. You can also email us show suggestions, general feedback, and any ideas that you have for, I don't know, guests at Black therapist podcast at gmail.com oh y'all welcome to the show um man so i was on facebook and my friend mia shout out to mama mia um shared a video of a woman woman goes off and cries on facebook live after she was tired of being a mother to her kids now i'm going to play a little bit of the video i honestly could only get through four minutes and 19 seconds of it <laughs> as i uh attempted to watch it it's like a 17 minute video i'll put a link on the description of wherever that where, wherever you gonna look at this thing at or listen to us at but i'm gonna try to add a link to it but you can just um google search i guess nona n-o-n-a Nunu, N-U-N-U, Thomas. Um, why she got to be a Thomas? She's my father's last name. Oh, You know, listening to this video and this woman's frustration. So let me tell you what's going on in the video first. And then I'm going to play a clip of the video. And then I'm going to get into what I got to get into. Okay, dog. Um, so in the video, the woman is talking about being frustrated that she has to deal with her children all the time. I don't mean to laugh uh, and that men get the option of dealing with the children in whatever capacity they want to deal with the children and she she wants to have that kind of flexibility and she was saying you know I have these kids I didn't make them by myself they didn't choose to be here I know that it's not a good thing that I feel frustrated right now but I'm frustrated I'm human and I always have to make them my priority, I have to always have to make sure they are good, but who makes sure that I'm good? And clearly from the look in the video, she's not good. And so I'm going to play clip and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about the four minutes and 19 seconds of it that I saw because I can only get through that much of it. I can't just do no more. I can't stand some more. I didn't want to do this live at first. Just because I've been crying for the last 10, 15 minutes. But I feel people should see. Man. The ugly truth of being a mother. So I'm going to live in my truth. And I'm tired. My truth is I'm tired. I'm tired. And I know this is only going to last so long. But man, that's... As a mother, it's just not fair. It's not fair. And we can't blame the kids because they didn't ask to be here. But man, 
I'm tired. This shit gets so frustrating. I literally got my one and two year old in there probably screaming their heads off and I just had to walk out. I had to walk out. This is what I have to do. I have to leave them in their room and I have to walk out because my insanity, my frustration can just, man, it can go there. It can go there. I'm tired. I wish I could just walk away and this shit is not fair. It's not fair. I literally was sitting here talking to my best friend about it last night. I didn't want him to leave. Because, man, it's just like, man, I hate that Nick. men are able to just walk away. Like, y'all don't get to walk away. Y'all get to roam and do whatever without having to talk your kids. And this shit is not fair. And excuse my language, but this shit gets tiring. It gets tiring. It's just, it does not make sense. Like, I need someone to please explain to me how is it that men get to walk away? How is it they get to walk away? How is it that they get to walk away and we are just obligated? Like, we are just, we have no choice. Like, how is that? I didn't make these kids by myself. And I'm not saying, like, you know, a little help here and there. No, like, man, when you got to worry about when you got to get out here and you got something to do, you need to figure out babysitting. You need to figure out providing food. You need to figure out how to make them comfortable and make them feel better. Like, why isn't it just the mothers? Like, why are we the ones that's just delegated? Like, we just have to. We just, it's, you just got to. Like, I just can't walk away. Like, I, let me walk away. Can I just walk away with no kids? Can I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn. Oh. Excuse me, I'm just venting. Like, I'm sorry. Like, this makes me want to sit here and convert back to going to smoking cigarettes. Like, <laughs> y'all wonder why people sit here and smoke, drink, and whatever else. Like, this shit gets frustrating. This is so frustrating. I'm not saying you walking away. I'm just saying you, like now, you're in and he's on my live. You are where somewhere right now. You don't have to deal with these kids. You do not deal with these kids like I deal with these kids. I have to deal with them day in, day out. I got to make sure they straight. I got to make sure they feel good. Who the hell is making sure I feel good? Like, I want to be able to walk away. Like, man, you go months without having to take care of them. And I am delegated off the back automatically because I'm their mama. Like, that shit is not fair. It's not fair. Like, in these times right here, it just gets so frustrated. And y'all males do not understand. Y'all don't understand. Y'all say a break on oh, a few days. No, give me a break like you get a break with months. Can I get a couple months without having to have that responsibility? Can I get a couple months? I don't need a few days. I don't need a week. I need a month. I need a couple months. When you incarcerated and you sitting here in jail for seven, eight months, I'm taking care of these kids by myself that whole time. Now, guess what? Can I get seven, eight months to myself? And I am strong. It's going to be okay. I know it's going to be okay. But guess what? This is one of those mothers. I'm fed up. I got two sick babies who got ear infections and, and pink eye and upper respiratory infection. Like, this shit is hard. I'm I just want to walk away sometimes and I feel so bad. I feel bad. If it makes you feel bad that you just want to walk away. So, we are back. Um, 
as a young mother, I have been where she is. And part of why I created the course that I created, Finding Happy uh, Seven Steps. I, I still, like, the course launches next week. I still don't know if it's six or seven steps. But guess what? You'll figure it out and you'll find out next week when the course launches May 3rd. But there are steps <laughs> uh, to relationships that will not steal your joy and um, strategies for you to be able to protect your peace at all aspects of your relationships. And so when I was a young mother, I felt exactly the way she she felt shout out to my son who was an amazing young man thank god because I always used to tell him hey babe you're the prototype like you know you may have to take one for the team so that your siblings um don't die (laughs) because I didn't know what I was doing um when I had him but you know Part of watching this video was really why he's an only child because I ran the streets a lot. When I say that, I don't mean ran the streets like I was really in the streets, although I had a good time. Um, After I had him, I went to college. I worked a number of years, um, well, most of his life. I worked around his schedule. I I traveled. Uh, As I told you guys before, I used to do PR. I used to write. So some of my jobs used to take me all around the country but it would take me away from my kid and so his dad's family was the only family that I had in the town because my sister moved away when he was young and my mother never lived in New York so it was literally just me and him here and my baby mother Cheryl and her family and what I quickly realized is that it was easy for me to find a babysitter for one child it was probably not going to be as easy for me to find a babysitter for two. So I had to keep them numbers low, y'all. I only had one kid because that one kid was all I could really handle. And um, I've always wanted to have more kids. I never only wanted to be the mother of one child. I really don't think he wants any more siblings. I mean, he ain't got to worry about that from me, I guess. Um, His father's a whole nother matter, but that ain't none of my business. So... I remember being a young mother and this one time I was like in school and I was frustrated and I had had enough. I think my sister was still here or maybe she had moved. But my sister and I, if if you know us back in the days, you know, we used to fight like cats, dogs, you know, rats and everything. I don't know what rats fight, but you know, whatever. Like we used to get sit in Crips, Bloods, all of that. And so there would be a day that she would decide to watch him. And then the next day she would decide not to watch him. Or she could say she wouldn't watch him from one hour to the next. She changed her mind. So this one time, I just remember being so frustrated and in my house and crying, crying, crying my whole eyes out. And I don't remember if he was one or two, but I do recall trying to call his dad and asking his father to come and get him come and see him come and just give me a goddamn break and the father popped style on me like he was like you know nah you you chose the hottest baby what not i said the cat so i got into my little vehicle my little mazda 929 or whatever i was driving at the time i got right up in my car and he lived with his mother at the time. 
shout out to grandmothers and his auntie who would take my son anytime, anywhere, any place, any anything. And I I don't really remember how old my son was, but he had to be old. He was at least two or three. Oh God. Y'all don't judge me for this story, but I'm being transparent as always. So I remember walking my baby up the steps to his his house where the father lived. I kissed my baby on the forehead. I rang the bell because I knew they always home. The old people's was always in the house. I rang the doorbell. I went back and got in my car. I watched them open the door and I pulled the fuck off. I mean, peeled out. And I called my mother. I called my mother. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I just left my baby on the people doorstep. I just left my baby. I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> oh, but this is why I went to therapy. Holy crap. And, and I've told my son this story multiple times. And because he's my son, he understands me. But um, I called my mother and I just started, started crying like oh my god I just left my baby on the people doorstep I just left my baby and my mother was like what I you gotta go back and get him so I was like uh 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 nope nope I'm not gonna go back the father didn't want to come see him nope uh uh I'm not gonna go back and then I called my sister who my sister is a co-signer of every stupid decision I've ever had in life so I called my sister and I was like oh my god oh my god I just left I just left a room I, well, I don't want to say my kid's name, but I, just, I left my son on the people doorstep and um, my sister was like, you damn, <laughs> you damn right, you damn right, uh-huh, he don't want to do his job, take two people to make a baby, and, you know, you should have to do this by yourself, go on girl, and I was like, yeah, alright, yeah, yeah, so I got home, I'm in this lonely apartment, missing my baby, he, the father calling me, calling me, calling me. I turned the ring off. I'm like, nope, uh-uh. You don't want to come around when you're supposed to? You deal with it. So I'm getting the messages. Come get this boy. Yo, why would you do this? What kind of mother are you? And there were a lot of um French coming out of my mouth. But I was like, you know what? You deal with him. When I ask you to watch him, you tell me I got to deal with it. So now you deal with it. You deal with it. You deal with it because just the, if even if you tried to come back and bring him back or if I tried to come over there and pick him up, the law is that a mother has just as right to a baby as a father does just as right. So I can't even show up on the doorstep and say, that's my son. I want him. The, the cops would tell me, take it to court because I can't choose you over him and I can't choose him over you. It's nothing I could do. So you made him. You got him. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. That's what I told him. That was all cute and all well and good until two days later. He still had my baby. Oh, my God. I'm jonesing for my baby. I need my baby to come home. I miss my baby. I love my baby. I ain't never been apart from my baby. No, no, no. You're going to have to bring my baby home. So now... (laughs) 
he wasn't answering for me. He wasn't answering the phone. He was like, uh-uh, nope, I got him now. He's staying here. And you get him back when I bring him back. So I was like, oh, listen, that ain't no threat. I mean, you can't threaten me with taking your son. <laughs> you know what? I know you're going to bring him back. He mine, so he's going to get on your nerves. I know you're going to bring him back. It's fine. Call my, my sister up. My other sister was like, we going out. I got a babysitter. We going out. Case in point. So to watch this woman with these tears in her eyes for the four minutes and 20 seconds that I could stand of it, I couldn't do no more. I know what that feeling feels like, that feeling of being overwhelmed. I remember one day my child cried he cried for like an hour and a half no he didn't want a bottle no he didn't want no food no he wasn't wet no he just wanted my attention he wanted my time and my attention and i locked myself in my bathroom because i just needed him to shut up and i just needed to be away from him i sound like a horrible person right now i'm starting to like well up because I loved him so much. I love him so much. But in that moment when you are so overwhelmed as a single mom and you just need a break. That is why I didn't have any more children. So I don't know what this woman's circumstances is. That she has multiple kids. And she is in a situation. And on her live in those 4 minutes and 20 seconds that I watched. The baby father is like commenting on her live while she is crying her eyes out. Saying that. She's kind of tired of being a mother. My problem with other women. Because during that time, I don't know if it was the same time or during that time, I ended up going to my aunt's house or I ended up going to. No, that's not what happened. When I found out that I was pregnant with my, my son and I didn't know what was going to happen with me and the father. Because we had, of course, broken up. Did our little thing and gotten pregnant. Um. I got no sympathy from black women. Like I remember being at my, you know, my grandmother's table, my play grandma's table. And my, my older aunts were saying to me, well, you ain't the first person to have a baby by yourself. You won't be the last, like no sympathy at all. And I'm scared and I'm terrified. And I'm like, yo, I didn't do this by myself. Black women, we got to stop doing that to each other. I built my practice as a safe haven for black women. And I don't mean to exclude other other people. I, I really don't. I take all clients. I treat all clients with, with love and respect. I meet them where they are. I take their cultural considerations in um, under advisement. And, and, and I think about those things as I treat them. I see all kinds of clients, but in my private practice, my private practice, my niche is black women and women of color, Hispanic women, you know, anybody on the diaspora. That's my niche because I know what it's like culturally when you are struggling with the things that are prevalent, but not normal. I need you to hear me say that being a single mother and being raised in an environment where men can walk away from their children 
without any concern or care about how that child is going to eat or be taken care of is not normal. That is not the way it is supposed to go in normal society. But black women deal with that every day. Hispanic women deal with that every day. Women who are impoverished across this country, across this globe, they deal with that every day. And we are left with the stigma of being seen as damaged goods just because we loved the wrong man and made a bad decision. That led probably to the best thing you ever had in your life. My son is the best decision I've ever had in my life. And I don't regret his father. Although I could have made other true I could have made other choices and who I let get me knocked up, but you know, my son is amazing. He's perfect and yeah, like you can't improve on perfection. But I definitely didn't want to do that again to myself with that man. I I didn't I didn't wasn't wasn't appetizing to me and, and where I, the vision that I had for my life and for my children. Mm-mm, nah. No judgment if you have multiple kids by multiple fathers. You know, that is my grandmother's story. That is my mother's story. Um, I just say my grandmother, she she loved love and she tried. But um, no, that's not my ministry. That wasn't for me. Black women, we have to meet other black women and women of color and women who make choices that we don't always agree with, with some compassion. You know, my homegirls held me all the way down when it came to my son. Like, they really, truly did. And the gag was, everybody had multiple sons. So, I could always just slide my one in there with this. <laughs> so, my son went. And he did. And, you know, I definitely sympathize with this woman. I remember one time in undergrad, my sister decided... That she didn't want to watch my son. She had been watching him. I was paying her to babysit while I went to school. And she was like, not tonight. I don't feel like it. So I had to pack this little boy up with me. And I started school when he was like nine months old or something to that effect. Um, yeah, he was he was almost, a, he was like almost a year when I started school. So I think he was probably about three or he had to be under three because he started school when he was two and a half. Child, don't quote me on these dates. But I took him with me to school one day. My sister refused to watch him. And it was a male teacher who was white. And I went to the school and I asked him, you know, I had my son. I didn't have a choice. And I was finals week. And I was like, I need to take my final. And he was like, this is not a babysitter. You can't bring that kid in here. And I was like, what the, f-? like what and so I took him to um one of the ladies in the school office that I knew I would go in there and like sit and talk to her a lot and she would help me fill out my paperwork and stuff um there's a cope office cope office here in New York City and 
I'll never forget. I think her name was Charmaine Gresham. Charmaine, if you are listening under the sound of my voice, I love you and I thank you so much. So she was like, girl, bring me that baby. I'll watch him. So I ran. Um, I went in there. I asked her to watch him. She watched him for me. I went to take my test and I passed it. Then the next class, I had to take him with me to the next class because she had something to do. And then um, took him with me to the next class. And as I was in the middle of my final exam, my baby said, I got to pee. And so he was, he had to be around two because he was potty trained. And he was like, I had to pee, I had to pee. And he didn't have, I didn't have backup clothes. I didn't have anything because I had intended to take him to my sister's house where he had all of that stuff. And he said he had to go to the bathroom. And I was like, I got to get through this test. Like it was a time test. And I was like, "Mm, no, can't right now. Just sit there, be quiet. Oh God, this, this. I promise y'all I'm a great mother. And I don't I'm allowed to cry. Um and my baby just sat there. He shook, he shook, he shook, and he tried to hold it for me. And I got finished the test and I got up and I ran out of the classroom and I ran with him. And as soon as we got to the bathroom, as I was pulling his clothes down, he peed on himself. And I sat in that bathroom. And I cried my eyes out. Because I was like, it shouldn't have to be this hard. But I remember when I graduated from undergrad. And I graduated... I had two different graduations. I made sure my baby was at both of those graduations because he really went through it with me. And in about a week and a half, I will be graduating with a postgraduate certificate from Columbia University. And I have invited very few people to come with me to this graduation because I didn't even know it was going to be a graduation. <laughs> it was like, I took the class, I passed the class, we're moving on. And they were like, it's a graduation. I was like, oh my God, I'll be there. But, and I'm, I'm like full on tears right now. But I'll be graduating with a postgraduate certificate from Columbia University in a week. And I had to tell my college age son that you have to come home as soon as you finish your finals because I need you to go with me to my graduation so for any single mother out there listening to the sound of my voice overwhelmed overworked, underappreciated, feeling unloved. Just know if you keep pushing and you keep fighting and you stay in there, it gets greater later. I'm not one of those women 
that are going to tell you that you have to struggle in order to get your rewards in life. But I am going to tell you that you are going to have to do some of the things you don't want to do to get to the things that you want to do. I'm going to say that again and I'm going to clean it up. You are going to have to do some of the things that you have to do. Have to do. No choice. To get to choose to do the things that you want to do. It is a payment. And so to, to Nunu or whatever her name is, Miss Thomas, because the computer went dark and I'm in tears and my lashes is, I'm having a moment. But to the women out there who feel like this young woman, pay yourself first. Do something out there for you. Practice self-care. When I needed to lock myself in the bathroom without my baby, I would lock myself in the bathroom without the baby. I would rope. <laughs> I would sit him in his stroller, in his playpen outside the bathroom, sit him in his chair, and I would go in the bathroom and comb my hair. Like full on permit, color it. Like full on salon experience Because I, I have a license in cosmetology But I would do my hair And I didn't care if he whined or, cream, or screamed Or whatever as long as he was fed And he was He was dry And he wasn't in any danger I didn't pay his ass no mind Because I had to make sure That I was doing the things that I needed to do For me to give myself energy To feed me To feed him And that father God bless him. He's, he works really hard. And that's all I'm going to say about him. Because if I start saying anything. I might say everything. And I'm a woman of, of God. Today. Um, so. That you know. But like most men. He, he invested his time. Doing the things that he wanted to do. And my, my thing was. And still is. That I was never going to be a martyr. To motherdom. I was not Mother Teresa. And if I wanted to go out and party when I felt like it, as long as my business was handled, I was going to go out and party. And if I wanted to date because I was single, I was going to date and make that a priority if I wanted it to. Uh, but I made sure to, you know, I was responsible. Ladies, y'all got to be responsible. Um, Again, no judgment, but I'm judging y'all. And I also made sure that I wasn't going to miss out on opportunities of my life while he was growing. Although there are a lot of things that I wanted to do that I didn't pursue because I had him. But life is about choices and I am where I need to be right now. So mothers, once again, if you are in the struggle, just know you are not in it by yourself. I am rooting for you a thousand and ten percent. I am rooting for you a thousand and ten percent. And don't let anybody come in and steal your joy. And don't let anybody come in and disturb your peace. And don't let anybody come in and take you off your game.
because just I, I'm I'm rooting for you. And there are people in your life that will truly support you, but you have to know how to surround yourself with those people. You have to be able to utilize them and ask for help. Please, God, don't be like me and dropping babies off on doorsteps. But, child, if you know they home <clears throat> and they're going to answer the door, um, just don't tell me about it because I'm a mandated reporter now. <laughs> and I don't want no problems. But, you know, do what you got to do for your sanity. But, um, you know, make sure you get yourself a responsible babysitter. I knew that, you know, Aunt Shirley, got, may she rest in peace. And, you know, Grandma was not going to do anything to my baby. And if that man never even came home, they would take care of him and act like nothing was wrong. Actually, like I said, I, I'm pretty sure that they were the reason that my child stayed. I think he stayed over there about a week. Cause they didn't want that. They didn't want to send them home. I had to literally go over there and be like, "Can I please have my baby? I'm sorry, y'all." And um, I think if I remember correctly, at the time, the grandmother laughed when I showed up, and she said something to the effect that she had five children, and there was nobody to drop them. <laughs> There's nobody to drop them off to, but um. You know, I, I was tired and I was fed up. And I know that we all get there, but, you know, we all have choices in life and we got to keep pushing. And so that is the episode of the show this week. There will not be an episode of the show next week. I am. I don't know. Wait. Because I did the show for this week already. Child, this is a bonus show, I guess. Um. You know, there may or may not be a show next week. I, I, I'm going to go on vacation. The course launches May 3rd for pre-sale, Finding Happy. Please join us. It's a dope course. I've, I've done all that I can. I'm looking forward to joining you guys for the live discussions and et cetera and whatnot. And I look forward to you. Oh, my God. I am at 10,000 followers on Instagram. Shout out to you if you're following me. Go on on. Instagram at Miss M S N I K I Banks. Uh, text Get Happy G E T H A P P Y to six eight six six if you want to get our free mental health course and sign up to our mailing list. And that's it. Be well, guys. Take care. You've listened to another episode of the Black Therapist Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Nikita Banks, licensed clinical social worker, and this is Black Therapist Podcast, formerly Black in Therapy. If you are looking for any information, any resources about today's show, or if you just want to drop a line and say hey and subscribe to our mailing list, you can do so at our website, blacktherapistpodcast.com. You can send us emails at blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed what you heard, today please like comment share and subscribe because we want the show to grow as organically as we possibly can and we cannot do that without you thank you for listening be well